What's up, everyone? This is MJ Newsom here with Tailgate Talk. Um, this will be my second podcast um, for Tailgate Talk. I'm here with Coach Randy Pippen with the UAB Blazers. Um, coach Pippen has spent his entire career uh, as a coach at the community college, D1, and high school level. Um, he's had a lot of different opportunities with a lot of different teams, a lot of different experiences. So, Coach Pippen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited about it. Thank you for having me, MJ. Yes, sir. All right, so. Uh, first question I want to ask you, and to sort of start this off, so when did you decide that coaching was the career that you wanted to follow? You know, I think uh, it's kind of funny. Everybody comes up with real deep philosophical reasons as to why they go into whatever vocation they go into, but as I realized that through the years, I concluded that I decided to be a coach when I just absolutely could not play anymore because I just... I just always wanted to play, you know. I wanted to be a NF. I wanted to play in the NFL, and you know, and and do all that stuff. And then uh, I, I broke my ankle one time uh, playing uh, pickup basketball when I was a graduate assistant coach, still trying to play, you know, uh, and get a chance to play professionally. And uh, and I, I just I never sustained a serious injury in all the years of playing however long it is between the fifth grade all the way through college I played football and I never really sustained any serious injuries and then I was playing pickup basketball with coaches uh, after my first year after I got done playing and I just completely blew my ankle out and um, and it was like I mean I had that reconstructive surgery on it and everything and so it was like God just said okay, you're done playing you ain't gonna play so so then it was like okay well then I'll coach good deal <laughs> And that's, that's that's perfect. So I you know I mentioned that you know in the, in the intro that you've coached at a lot of different levels. So how is the dynamic different across the different different levels of coach of football? Excuse me, between you know high school, community college, Division One, mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's a that's a great question. They're um, they are very different. Um, you know, it's all about love of the game at all the levels. But uh, um, and I've only coached in high school really. What? Two seasons, um, maybe three. One, you know, one as assistant. So, so three seasons out of thirty-three years. Um, but my takeaway from high school, <laughs> I always say this is, is, uh, and it might be over over stating it a little bit. But you don't coach the kids in high school. You coach the parents a lot of times uh, uh, because uh, um, they have so much. Uh, influence over their kids that was just the thing that I noticed and that it might have been just because it was so different than college and the, the couple times that I was in high school but it just seemed like um, you know you, you had to uh, uh, spend a lot of time coaching parents uh, there um, so that was one different dynamic um, you, you know and like I say the guys are younger and and so you get a chance to develop them more and, and that kind of stuff each one of them has its own you know, pluses and, and I guess minuses. Um, junior college was always uh, uh, a lot like Division One as far as the caliber of athletes, but it, it was kind of like, I say, talent-wise, Division One without the resources, you know, it was like poverty-stricken compared to a big college, and so you had all these great players that had something that needed to get fixed, but that made it rewarding because everybody had a story, everybody had an aspiration to go to the next level, 
and it was uh, my job slash our job to set up a, a program that allowed them to uh, you know be as good as they could be and, and, and get a scholarship to go on to a major university so um, you know that that's that's kind of a uh, lot of lot of stories and a lot of aspirations there at that level and a lot of challenges as well because you, you're limited on research you're trying to do the same thing you are at major colleges except with uh, you know one one hundredth of the budget <laughs> so that that creates its its own set of challenges but the the plus side is kids going on and 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 success stories and then you know major college is just kind of to me like living the dream you know that's that's what you grow up wanting to do is play in major college and so consequently you're just uh, as a coach uh, you just want to be able to uh, coach uh, <clears throat> you know at the highest level and and uh, and be able to create a great experience for uh, for those players and fans and you know everybody that's a friend of the program for sure that's awesome so I guess for you you played at Cisco Junior College before you attended Tennessee Tech so when coaching community colleges how did your experience playing help you be able to push your players towards those bigger programs after they leave the junior college yeah that was uh, I guess that was always helpful having having experienced what what the, and, and it was um it's almost it's like a life-saving experience for me because, you know, I had my own story as a, as a player. Uh, that uh, why I landed. There's always a why. Why are you in junior college? You know. So, you know, my why was we moved. Uh, we moved quite up to like three different high schools, and then I ended up uh, being ineligible because in Texas, when you move into a school district, you're ineligible the next year. So that was my junior year. So then my senior year, I got kind of played out of position as a, as a defensive end and I was always a running back you asked about the running back thing um, and and uh, or I think you said you, you might ask about that and so anyway that was my story I was I was moved around and, and then so but I knew I was a running back and so anyway that's how I ended up in junior college and then you know then got a scholarship to Tennessee Tech and, and so you got to go through a lot to get to the point to to do that and there's just a uh, so I really understood that when I became a coach at a junior college. There's, there's all these little Randy Pippins running around that have stories and reasons why they're here, and uh, you got to fix the problems, get them in a position to, you know, get looked at and go to the next level. So the the experience of it allowed me to feel, uh, you know, the passion and the desire of the people that I coached. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Perfect experience really helps there. So, one place that I really want to focus in is is your time at Trinity Valley Community College. You spent six seasons there, three as the defensive coordinator and three as the head coach. Um, in 1993, your team went as the head coach. You're 11 and one. And in 1994, you were national champions with an undefeated season, and alongside uh, you know fa- famous NFL kicker Matt Bryant uh, for the Falcons and defensive back for the Packers Al Harris. You're also a Hall of Famer at uh, Trinity Valley Community College, and you won. The national junior, the NJCAA Coach of the Year in '94. So, um, is there anything you know about your time there? Like, what does Trinity Valley Community College mean to you? Well, it was uh, really kind of uh, our first uh, 
you know, kind of big job uh, when Sally and I got married. And uh, you would say those dates, it didn't used to seem like that long ago, but that's like six lifetimes ago, 93, 94. I know you weren't even born then and, and uh, uh, weren't even close to being born, <laughs> really. And uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago. It was 30 years ago or whatever, uh, um, almost 30. Um, but uh, it was a, it was a special place. I mean, God really blessed us there. Um, a lot of challenges, just like, uh, like I say, just like my experience as a player and all those other players. There was just the highs were high and the lows were low. Um, but um, you know, I was the defensive coordinator initially, and gosh, we almost got fired uh, my first year there. And the, the president called us in and said, oh, "I'm gonna just give you one more chance." And and uh, I was the head coach and myself, and then. And then we we won uh, the the conference or tied for the conference championship that that next year, mm-hmm. my second year, and then uh, my third year as a defensive coordinator, the head coach who was a wonderful person and mentor of mine got leukemia and died, and then that's how uh, I became the head coach. And then we got off to a good start, as you mentioned. We only lost one game my first year as a head coach, and I was only thirty twenty nine or thirty years old, and then. Uh, the second year we ran the table <laughs> you know we were number one in the nation from start to finish and 12 and 0 and so I don't know if that was a good way to start my career off only losing one game in two years and an undisputed national champion because it's been kind of downhill ever since then but uh, um, but it was it was a really fun experience and then you know you mentioned Matt Bryant and Al Harris uh, played there uh, and, and it was we had a guy that that team was so good. We had a guy on that team. His name was Darren Benson. He was a defensive end, and uh, this is junior college now. You're freshman and sophomore in junior college, so he got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys straight out of there in the third round. I mean, after his sophomore year, after that year, we won the national championship. He got drafted in the third round, and and the next year he's playing in the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl, um, and Darren was probably the sixth best player on that team, on the defense on that team, not even on the team. We had so many good players on that team. You know, Matt Bryant, you mentioned him. He's probably maybe a Hall of Fame kicker. Al Harris, 13-year starter for the Packers and um, All-Pro. Um, so we had we had, uh, we had really good players, uh, and, and it was a lot of fun. That's you know, awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, if you with you said with that team, you know, with Darren Benson being the sixth best player on the defense, had have been a very talented <laughs> team. So, as a head coach, like at what point in the season do you know, like, gosh, this team, this team's capable of winning a national championship? Yeah. Well, that that speaks right to that. It's like we we did the first year and we only lost one game. We went up to um, played in a bowl game there, and uh, and we played this team, Ricks, Idaho, and uh, and they were like. At that time, they were this powerhouse junior college team up in the in the in the northwest, and uh, of course we're little old Trinity Valley in Texas, who nobody's ever heard of, and um, and we went up there to play them at their at their stadium, and it's called the Real Dairy Bowl because it's a dairy state, and and uh, and we played the Ricks, and then they were like we were like huge underdogs because they'd won a bunch of championships and stuff, and uh, and then we went up there and and. Um, I mean, it was way out of our comfort zone up there, but they had said some things 
kind of ticked us off and we kind of played on that that week and anyway long story short um they um you know drove down the field initial pl- initial drive kicked the field goal it's three to nothing people were going like oh no here we go and then we scored like 41 unanswered points and and we crushed them in front and they were like they were like a big powerhouse at the time we crushed them and all the the NJCAA officials there that did the rankings were, were there and they saw us and so they gave us they said man this team you know we ranked them number one going into the next season um, so we came back with that this is a long answer to a short question but we came back from that game and it was a big deal we had chartered a plane and all that stuff which I mean you, you don't do that hardly ever in junior college but uh, somehow we managed to charter a plane went up there and came back and and uh, we had this real Dairy Bowl trophy, and we brought it in. And uh, the next Monday, we put a we built a shelf up above um, the locker room to put the trophy on. And then we also put up another shelf beside it. And um, then we put real Dairy Bowl champions 1993, and we put another sign on the other one that said national champions 1994. So, uh, and it didn't have anything on it, you know. So the whole next year. Everything in the off season, everything was about doing what we had to do to put the trophy there, and then we went through the season and we had all those good players, and so I don't that really didn't answer the question, but it, it, we 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 felt like we had enough good players and enough motivation that we knew what we wanted to do. So really, we uh, during that off seasons when we set in our minds and hearts that we were going to win the national championship. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I guess later in your career, um, you spent time at before UAB now at uh, East Texas uh, University or East Texas Baptist and East Central University in Oklahoma. Um, but you know you were like I mentioned you were running back in college, but you were the defensive coordinator at both those schools. So how did you develop a knack for defense, and like, I guess where did you develop that knack? Yeah, I think I think I was probably always honestly MJ a, a defensive guy mindset wise, but I just felt like you know running back was just more sexy or something and I wanted to play running back and and I was I was fast you know um uh, for I was fast you know and and uh so I just always wanted to, for whatever reason I loved running back and then as I mentioned my senior year in high school I played defense and and uh you know, I didn't want to. I wanted to play running back, and but the I told you, you know, I was ineligible my junior year. The two starting backs were back, and and it just made more sense because we lost the whole defense, and so it just made more sense. So I started playing that, but but I really had a defensive mentality even as a running back. Then I went to junior college, played running back, and played played in college, played the position I wanted to play, um, and was you know just a um, above average. Um, running back maybe uh if on a good day um but uh, i had the defensive mentality and then when i uh my first year coaching i was a student assistant running back coach and then the second year we had a coaching change and and they put me on defense and i just kind of settled in and was just around some good mentors defensive mentors early in my career there and uh, and then um went to Middle Tennessee State after Tennessee Tech, and I was with this guru of uh, what was called the wide tackle six defense back then, and uh, he taught me everything about that, and it was, uh, uh, I just kind of built a foundation for a, a good system, and so mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, 
grabbed a hold of that and ran with it. That's awesome. So I guess so now, you know, being at UAB, you were hired in 2015, correct? Uh, a few years before the comeback, you know, for those of y'all, for those of the listeners that don't know, UAB's football program was was canceled, uh, I believe it was 2013 or 2014, um, um, and then was brought back a few years later. So, you know, you're now at UAB as the director of player relations, also working with the defensive line. So what was the process like for you in the few years – you know, before the you know the official start, you know when UAB came back to play games, like what was that process like after reinstatement, like to get the you know you had a shortage of players, um, I'm sure you know short staffed a little bit, and probably a lot of unanswered questions. So. Oh yeah, that was a very interesting um, situation, and as you know, I wrote a book about it, um, and, and it was such an interesting situation that I wrote a book about it, and. Um, um, it was uh, kind of good news, bad news during the 2015 when the uh, program was reinstated because it was like the good news was the program's back. The bad news is there's only 13 players left on campus. Um, I think we had four or five scholarship guys that just really they didn't go anywhere else because uh, for one reason or another, everybody else went other places when it was set down. And then we had seven or eight guys that were happened to be on campus that thought they were football players and uh, that was it and then um and then the other bad news was that we were with only that many people on campus by the fall of 2015 uh within two years we were going to be playing a division one conference usa schedule and so we had to build the whole roster and uh, like i say to most people it sounds like it's a um two years is a long time but it's never been done in less than five years before uh, where a program has gone from, uh, you know, basically no players and no program to Division One competition. So we had our work cut out for us, um, and we just uh, went coast to coast, and Coach Clark uh, made a decision that to try and, uh, you know, build the foundation of that piece of it with uh, older guys that could come in and play. And the one thing that we did have going for us was we had a year, you know, we had the, the – basically this 2016 season when we didn't play you know we were getting them all in in the fall of 2015 so we got them in a lot of them in that spring and we didn't play 16 so that that didn't count against their eligibility so we had a year to to get guys in and practice against each other and um and that's what we did and then nobody gave us a chance and we were ranked 130th out of 130 division one teams as we went into the 17th season, which was understandable. I mean, no, nobody thought it could be done. And, uh, of course, as you know, we won eight games and went to a bowl game that first year, and, and we've been to three bowl games since and won a championship and division championship and a conference championship. And so uh, it's been a wild ride but a fun ride. For sure. I guess how would, um, you know, you mentioned Bill Clark, leading the charge there, the head coach at UAB. What, how would you, I guess, what are your words for him, you know, you know, coming into this, you know, leading a group of guys that, like I said, had a lot of unanswered questions. You know, what would you, you know, say about his his character and his leadership going into this? No, it's 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 impeccable and unbelievable. I mean, he's was rightfully the two times uh, national coach of the year, and I mean, when you say national, I'm talking about Division One national, the best head coach in America, <laughs> you know, type deal, and and. Um, uh, He's a tremendous organizer, um, really highly intelligent, and um, 
and and really does has a I call it a supernatural gift for getting people in their sweet spots, whether it's players or coaches or staff, whatever, just organizing people and getting them, putting a team together. I mean, he's a team builder is what he is. And uh, he, he does a fabulous job of that. And then he's fair and honest, but he's intense and passionate. And so he's got, you know, all the qualities it takes to be good. And, and he's he's really, you know, a lot of people think of him as a defensive guy, and he is just uh, tremendous on defense, but he's he's got a great knack for what's going on offensively and special teams as, as well. Um, and he stays on everybody uh, hard, but everybody – uh, has a has a role and, a, and an important piece uh, in, in the whole team thing. So once again, you know, team building is just a, a huge uh, gift of his. That's awesome. So I guess to to end the podcast here, I got sort of a fun question. Uh, so what's your favorite part about coaching? My favorite part, um, you know, really, it's seeing guys get to the next level. And uh, again, the next level, you think of that as the NFL, you know, uh, and that, that is for some people the next level, but I mean, only for, you know, 1% of people. So there's 99% that aren't going to go to the NFL, but getting, uh, the next level is it can be academically, you know, getting, getting graduated from college, getting a degree, or it can be going from a freshman scout team player to a, a sophomore special teams player. And then a junior, um, you know, part-time player and a senior starter or, or a senior all-conference person uh, but um, just getting people to their next level spiritually um, physically uh, mentally emotionally whatever it is um, seeing that seeing people uh, accomplish their goals and stuff that's that's what makes coaching worthwhile beautiful uh, coach Pippen I really appreciate your time uh, for everyone out there who's interested in a good book uh, check out Coach Pippen's books, uh, Chaos and Deep in the Heart. Deep in the Heart has just recently come out. Um, I've been reading it. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a great mix of football uh, and Christianity. Um, it's a great book to read on the daily. Um, learn a lot of cool facts in there, too. So, uh, Coach Pippen, the OAB Blazers. Coach Pippen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you.